Before we start the show today, I want to direct your attention to our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot, where you can go and support the podcast and uh, give us a little bit, give us a lot, and uh, it'll help us keep doing what we're doing and cover the costs. And uh, Damon uh, needs new sweaters to put over his buttoned-up shirts. I need buttoned-up shirts to put under those sweaters. You need ties sometimes. I, I need pants that are one inch too short. Is that a thing? Yeah. I like to show pants. off to show off your fancy socks. I'm not paying for these socks. He's for a no fancy reason. boy with fancy taste. <laughs> Help us out. Patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. On with the show. <laughs> You would just say the name of the, you would welcome to the them to the program. Oh, well, we're doing I guess here. I guess I could just say names. I can just shout nouns into the microphone. Marissa Tomei. <laughs> She's not in this, but she exists. <laughs> she was very active around the time this movie was made. Yeah. I'm gonna do everything like Pert Happily. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but it had the cadence of a joke. Joke. Um Welcome to Your Inner Child is an Idiot, the podcast where we look back on the things from your childhood and wonder if they were any good to begin with. My name is Damon. Got a little staccato there, and here is my co-host, DJ. I like that. I like the staccato delivery. It was good. Sure. It feels like like a rock skipping over water. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that. Damon, today we are going to look at Sister Act 2. The back, sec- colon, back in the habit. Yes. The, the second part of the Sister Act multiverse. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I don't know if you know this. The full title, you know, Sister Act 2, colon, back in the habit. Um, back in the habit is a play on words. No, um, wait, wait a minute. Yeah. So, a Like habit, a theater play? No, 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 no. Like a, a, a what do you call it? A pun. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay. You see, um, a habit can be something uh, that occurs that you do on a regular basis. Now like, that I am familiar with, like uh, brushing your teeth or uh, sure something like that. But it can also be uh-huh. the thing that a nun wears. It's the, the thing that a nun wears. Yeah, I, I realize that I don't <laughs> actually know which part is the habit. Is it the whole thing? It's the head thing. The head thing. Okay, it is the head thing. Mm-hmm. Let me start <laughs> as over. they would call it. The head, thing. the head gear uh, ordained by the Lord that they should wear. I don't know. I don't know who said they had to wear that. It was just a thing. It's just a voluntary. I thing. can't. I can't. I don't know enough, enough about uh, nun dogma mm-hmm. to answer who said she had to wear it. Well, we're gonna definitely dive. Into I guess that. Mary, Mary. She's always depicted with one of those things. Maybe that's what it is. Mary, the ridge. Mary, Queen of Scots. <laughs> Now, would that be um, Mary, mother of Jesus? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, she has so many names. That Mary Josephson. Name. No, she wouldn't have been Josephson. So this movie about Mary uh, stars <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg as Mary. Is that right? Yeah, Mary Clarence. Ah, sister Mary Well, Dolores Van Cartier in the guise of Mary Clarence, sister Mary right. Clarence. Mm-hmm. This is the, uh, if, if you uh, need to like stay in... The multiverse get our opinion. We did an episode on Sister Act the Ridge. Yeah. Uh, now we're going to do Sister Act 2. So, Sister Act the Phantom Menace. Now we're doing Sister Act the Age of Ultron. I have not seen Sister Act 2 and since I was a kid, but I have seen Sister Act 1 like last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So uh, to recap, uh, Sister Mary Clarence is uh, Dolores Van Cartier. 
Is that you're good? Right? You're doing great. Uh, and she's a uh, stay confident. Confidence Reno, is key. A Reno show singer, and she—that's uh, not a word, but uh, sure. now the confidence is flagging. <laughs> Too confident. Well, you have to like at I'm least question a yourself a little criticism bit. Criticism coming from that side of the room. Just it's a give and take on the confidence thing. Is all I'm saying. Um, so she is a show person in <laughs> Reno, and uh, she witnesses a crime. Her her boyfriend is a mob boss, and she sees him kill somebody. Uh, she goes into witness protection. At a uh, nunnery, it's called. <laughs> Get thee to a. <laughs> and uh, she has all kinds of uh, madcap fun. <laughs> and, Including uh, being shot out by her former boyfriend. And uh, yeah, she she revitalizes their choir and there's some fun music going on and blah, 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 blah. And she saves the day. She saves the day. Her boyfriend's arrested at the end of the movie. So I don't know what could happen this one. I know they go to an inner city. I know that Lauren Hill's in it. I know they do. Uh, Cheryl Lee Ralph is in it. Okay, so that is a person. One of the original Dream Girls, I think. That okay. might actually be made up. I know they do Oh Happy Day at some point. Yeah. And the uh, the boy that sings that sings very high. I oh, believe there's happy. also, I think there's one more like person we'd recognize in the group of kids. Okay. I think one more like soon-to-be celebrity, but I can't remember who it is. Hmm. A young um, Laurence Olivier. We touched a little bit on this in the uh, Sister Act Ridge yeah. episode that you like people liked Sister Act 2 more than you realized. Right. I saw it as a kid, and I was like, well, that was kind of stupid, because it just seemed like <laughs> a ripoff of, you know, movies like Dangerous Minds and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the person coming to the inner city school and teaching them that, hey, you know, Billy Shakespeare was just the original Dr. Dre. So, in a way... <laughs> You get sonnets now. And then they all pass their, you know, SATs. Like Renaissance Man. Right. Renaissance Man, you know, Dead Poets Society. Not Dead Poets Society, because those are a bunch of rich white kids. Yeah. Um, But... um, The ghetto uh, of... (laughs) The ghetto of Ivy League colleges? (laughs) I guess. Um, What else? Um, uh, What's the one? I just said it. I literally just said it. Uh, Dangerous Minds. Dangerous Minds. Yeah. Mines led dangerous, uh, and you know that ilk. Yeah. So lean on me is kind of the same yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the one? Stand and deliver. Is that the one with Edward James? Almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost. Almost. He's almost, almost Edward, James. Edward James. I was in Stand and Deliver, the play in high okay. school. You played Stand or Deliver? I played Tito Gitano. Oh. So, and he Good played guitar. casting. I had like three lines, and they th- I think it was made up for the play. Like, I think the character was made up for the play. And Everyone was, gets a line day at, yeah, at theater auditions. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, and you will a- be Tito. <laughs> and he played guitar, so the guitar oh, now was... Mm-hmm. His, there you, know, you go. Pretty stupid. Um, so... <laughs> Do you remember uh, seeing this originally? Yeah, I saw it in the theater because I loved Sister Act as a youth. Of um, <laughs> so I saw this and I remember being like, well, that was kind of forgettable. And then when I went to college, I remember meeting a whole group of kids that liked it a lot. Mm. Um, 
because I think I partially, I think because it was contemporary music right? rather than, you know, old, you know, oldies, sixties as any young kid, I was really into, you know, fifties and sixties music mm-hmm. growing up. And yeah. so I was really into that aspect of sister act because it was Jesus and oldies music oh, brought yeah. together. Finally, finally. And then this one's got some woman named Janet Jackson <laughs> songs. What? I but, had a similar, I had a oh. similar experience with this, like the, uh, I remember more of a, well, an attachment to the original Sister Act, but then I, I definitely saw this one. I think I think I liked it fine. Um, I always liked the music in both movies, but yeah, when I, I like I would hang out with uh, theater people when I was doing different theater shows, they were like way more into this one, and you're like, yeah. oh, I guess there's something there. But I never did go back and see it. So it also has that that Mickey Rooney Judy Garland movie feel of like we just got to put on a show to save the blank the school. I think in right. this case. I was like, okay, does that ever work? Show me one real life example of someone putting on a show and it saves the day. Well, entertainment is stupid, is what I, I'm getting at. It well, will never do anything. If you know, if I know one thing about municipal policy, it's that <laughs> they pay a lot of attention of attention to different shows that are going on in the area. So if they're planning on, because of, you know, um, decreased tax revenue, they're going to shut down this uh, school, this church. They say, but do they have a talent show? (laughs) It's uh, it's on the checklist. It's on the, uh, all the paperwork. You know, now that you say that, it does remind me that the ACLU is putting on a talent show at the West Side (laughs) Community Center for President Trump, hoping to change his mind on various issues. So I think it's all going to pay off. Yeah. This is going to work. Yeah. Finally. I think, We've but my only concern is that one kid in class who doesn't sing very loud, I'm scared that he's going to bring the whole show down. So I think what we need to do is get his confidence up and then maybe he'll have that big solo at the end and that'll win over President Trump and have him resign instantaneously. How do we do that? You, you know, think- uh, probably <laughs> teaching that Billy Shakespeare is the original Dr. Dre. <laughs> we need a sister Mary Clarence. Wow, that's what I meant. A yeah. woman posing. Now, the one thing <laughs> I do have a problem with, I, or I remember as a kid being like, in the original movie, there's a reason why she's dressed as a nun. Yeah. I mean, it's convoluted movie logic, but it's like, where she's in the witness protection program. She goes back to pretending she's a nun in this one. There is no threat on her life or any reason for her to do that. I don't know why she can't just be a regular teacher at the school. Yeah, I'll be interested So I don't know if it actually bothers. If, if they give any information on that. Like, does she, is she now, like, actually becoming a nun? Or yeah. what's the deal with that? Um, and does, you know, shouldn't she have, like, a Bangs McGee habit where she is not full- Habit. Oh, like, like the young Sister lady. Mary Roberts yeah. in the first movie. If she's a trainee, or did they just like <laughs> elevate her to full nun status? You get three months on trainee. Your health insurance doesn't kick in until then. So keep that in mind, Sister Mary Robert. If you're going to be going skateboarding or yeah. whatever, it'd be interesting to see if they if they even give it like a, a simple. Hopefully, they give some sort of explanation as to you know she's not actually a nun, but she's a nun again. I feel like they they are are going right back into the lying part of this. So maybe that's the habit they're back in because I think she really is pretending she is a nun again. It's not like she's not actually becoming a nun. She is pretending she is a person named sister Mary Clarence. Mm. Is that maybe there is a threat on her life that we're forgetting? Maybe. I don't think so. Yeah. 
Well, uh, you can find us distract you on Amazon as of right now, uh, February 2017. <laughs> um, we'll see. Stuff changes all the time, Damon. Don't laugh at me. Sorry. I, I don't know. You're right. I was laughing at Amazon's business model. You silly fucks. <laughs> um, so uh, join us. We'll come right back in a little bit, and uh, we'll talk about the movie. take just a second here to point you to our patreon page patreon.com slash you're in a child and an idiot patreon is a way for you to uh sponsor what we're doing here pay a little bit you can pay as little as a dollar per episode or a dollar per month if you want uh up to well whatever you want and uh we have different levels of uh patronage that uh, will get you different kinds of things. If you give us a dollar, we'll uh, put your name in the uh, credits. Uh, if you uh, get a little bit more than that, we'll say your name on air. On air is not right. That's not, <laughs> it's uh. not NPR. Uh, and uh, on up after that. So uh, Keep my laughter in this, please. That's a bad commercial. Oh, yeah. No, I think you should keep it. We're back. We yeah. watched Sister Act 2, colon, Back in the Habit. And uh, it was something. Damon, you want to take us through the, you want to crash course us through this for those of you that didn't get to watch the movie along with us? First thing we see is a blue cylinder coming across the bottom of the screen, ends with Touchstone Pictures <laughs> Presents. Thank you for recapping. Thunderbolt across the circle. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Act 2, um, it opens, uh, we find out that Dolores has cashed in. One could say sold out. Whoa. On her experience as a faux nun. Mm. Call them funs. <laughs> nun. Um, and uh, she has a Las Vegas residency. Yeah. Which Nema- I like that actual. term. I feel like, is that a term that's been around for a while? Because I yeah. feel like only since Celine Dion came around, we treat it like she's a goddamn nurse over in Las Vegas. No, I think Wayne Newton was the first one who like really popularized the residency idea. I mean, that's I don't fair. know. That's I, at least in, in popular culture. He probably I admit you're culture. probably right. Okay. But I just feel like we say it like like it's a badge of honor now. I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just they're on the verge of being a has-been. It's kind it's of like both. the last stop before bye forever. I mean, I definitely in this case for Dolores, it's a it's definitely a step up. Oh, now yeah. for you know like Britney Spears, it's like she's still making a boatload of cash, but it's like okay, you're on your way down Where? the escalator. You're of also fame. a judge on America's Got Talent. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of fags who are mad at me now. I'm oh. a fag. I can say it. Um, you can say that about. I can Britney. say that Britney Spears is horrible. <laughs> Um, so she's got a Las Vegas residency. She basically just recounts the plot of Sister Act One. Which I didn't really follow at first, but that is what (laughs) she's doing in this show. Uh, Sister Mary Robert and Sister Mary Najimi and Sister Mary (laughs) Lazarus come and visit her. Um, and, oh no! (laughs) There's no reason to react like it's a knife. (laughs) Oh! I notice your shoes are very worn. Oh yeah, I need to buff them out. What have you been hobo shoes? What have you been kicking with the <laughs> tips of your feet? wheels of cars? Kicking cans down the street? That's something I like to do. What I also happened? play soccer in these. You've just like been working on a construction site in those? I mean, you know, you know, I don't have to justify my you, shoes wornness. You walk like dragging. I your... probably do this a lot at work. Okay, all right. So that probably will do it. 
Uh, for the listeners at home, uh, what he's doing is tucking his legs under the chair and yeah. dragging the toes on the ground. Correct. We'll definitely be keeping this. Which, play- <laughs> Which plays into Sister Mary Clarence's predicament in the following ways. It doesn't. <laughs> um, so uh, Sister Mary Robert, Sister Mary Lazarus, and Sister Mary Najimy come and visit uh, Dolores in Vegas to convince her to come teach at St. Francis Catholic School in yes. San Francisco. Actually, they don't which, tell her what's going on at first. It's kind of mysterious. They, they just, Dame, Dame uh, Maggie Smith wants to see her. Insistent. Yeah. Um, which apparently is the school, I believe, it's insinuated and then once again just dropped off the face yeah. of the earth that that is where Whoopi Goldberg went to school in the two-minute prologue of Sister Act One, proving that there was a reason they had that prologue in there. Yeah. So take that, Damon, from the last episode. Retconned. It wasn't a waste of time. They retconned you. Um, and yes, Maggie Smith wants her to teach at the school. And yeah. this is where we get the big reveal of why she has to pretend to be a nun. Because. The monks who <laughs> run the school are really strict. Yeah. And if they found out that she was both not a nun and a teacher, they'd be mad. Yeah. I'm like, but she's not a nun or a teacher. And she's also a celebrity. So it seems weird that you would like trick Celine Dion to be a nun (laughs) and then be like, I hope no one recognizes her. I feel like Celine's getting a lot of flack here. It's undeserved. (laughs) Um, She's been through a lot. She's been through a lot this last year. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I got so defensive of her when I was the one attacking her. Dolores takes the job. She's going to be the music school teacher. Mm -hmm. Um, she meets Father Maurice, Father Grumps, <laughs> Father Derek Jeter Sr. Derek Jeter Sr. And in like Flint, they're all working at the school. That's yeah. uh, Father Maurice. I like to think of the monks that work at the school as the chipettes to the original <laughs> sisters from Sister Act One right. as the chipmunks. So you got Brother Grumpy. He matches up with Mary Lazarus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got Michael Jeter. He matches up with Kathy and Jimmy because they're both like bubbly and effervescent. Yeah. You got Father Maurice. Of course, he matches up with Maggie Smith's mother superior. Right. And you've got Brother Wolfgang maybe matches up with Sister Mary Robert. I guess. Because they're both kind of quiet. It doesn't quite match up there. And they both like sausage. Hey, oh, wait, what? They do? No, I don't know. Um, Father Wolfgang, there's a weird, like, throwaway joke where Brother Wolfgang um, is the cook and he only cooks German sausage. Yeah, and he's very bad. And it's never, it never comes up again. Well, I mean, he does have climax. We'll save it. Foreshadowing, sort of. Uh, um, So, anyway, uh, Whoopi Goldberg is sent down to uh, teach the music school. Students and they're just—they've got all their desks everywhere. They've got a boombox out. They're, they're all just tumble. like sort of singing. Mary Lazarus is in there playing piano, and there is one kid like singing with her, but nothing's actually happening. Nothing's getting done. And uh, you know, this—the we uh, she uh, Mary Clarence comes in. She starts doing roll call. Yeah. We meet the students. We need to know the names of like four of them. <laughs> and they move on, and uh, they're all various degrees of uh, you know interesting. I guess there's the nerdy kid named Tyler who really just wants to learn things, Mm -hmm. which undercuts that they're all like bad. (laughs) They're all like bad students because he wants to learn things. So what's the problem? Then there's sketch who always sleeps in class because I guess he has a job at a local grocery store. So he never gets anything done. 
or it never gets any sleep, so he sleeps in class, but he's really good at drawing. We learn that all within the span of 30 seconds. Mm. Um, we learn Frank K. quote-unquote, love Hewitt. This was before she had the quotes surgically removed. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> we practiced that one. <laughs> um, we, we, but we, all her, her only character development is that she wears makeup. Yes. She's putting on makeup like the whole class. <laughs> and is pretty. That's all we know yeah. about her. Um, uh, there's Lauren Hill, who mm-hmm. plays Rita. Yeah. And she's sort of like the leader, leader of the pack. Angriest of the group. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, she she just wants to like hang out. She calls it a bird class because you're going to fly right through it. Mm, clever. <whistles> and then they do this little whistling thing. Yeah. And then there's Frank A, who uh, raps. And then thankfully, Amir... Um, Tells him to stop. Yes. <laughs> because he's white and he's appropriating black culture. Correct. Which he is. <laughs> um, so we meet those kids and the rest, and, and then that's it. Yeah, and they then they're like, the rest. we're not going to do, uh, do class, says Lauren Hill. And then they all turn their desks back towards each other, and they all start singing along with Frank Hayes' beatbox, boombox. Yeah. Um, and Sister Mary Clarence declares that she has lost them. Yeah. And just sits down and watches, I guess, for the remainder of the class. Just sits there, bemused. I guess, for this time. Um, but she eventually whips them into shape. By just setting rules? Yeah, she says she's going to fail them if if she, uh, if she they don't show up. And then they're like, oh, I guess we'll, well, we'll We're focus. all just going to fail. And then she's like, no, I'm going to fail you. And then uh, they're like, oh. And then everybody but Lauren Hill stays. And it's kind of weird because it's like, yeah, that's what she just said. <laughs> I Mary, guess they were trying to call her bluff, but... Right. It's a weird scene. Mary Clarence also finds out that the school is going to close next yeah. year. At the end of this year, it's going to close. And uh, James Coburn has some sort of sinister machinations going on. James Coburn, yeah. I guess he works for the Archdiocese. He's not a... He's a layperson, but he works right. for the Archdiocese. Civilian. Correct. <laughs> he, is not, he is not a Christian soldier, right? as it were. He's a Christian layperson. He's a Christian civilian. He's got some sort of schemes. We're not exactly sure. I'm not exactly sure what his position is in the first place. Yeah. He has some sort of stake in the school closing. The he, movie doesn't think that we need to know what it is. He wants to... It sounds like he is sort of helping the school towards closing... Right. And it's because he wants to retire early. He's worked for 30 years. And I guess because his involvement is only in this school now, that if it closes, he gets to ret- early retire. Now, and- DJ, I'm not f- familiar with the internecine politics of oh, how schools function. Ask me I anything. know you are. Please ask me anything. Whenever a school administrator retires a school mm-hmm. The school he works at just shuts down, correct? Actually, it's, um, you know the end of Poltergeist? Yeah. Where the house... (laughs) Right. It's exactly like that. As soon as he retires, it's going to... I remember that. That happened with Roundtree Elementary. Yeah. 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 That, that makes sense. The children were still. Sorry, in they it. were. Oh God! Not don't retire during a school day. Not in the middle of the school yeah, day. Big mistake. Do not take a half day on your last day if you're retiring. Big mistake. Do not do it. You got to just stay the whole time. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the school's going to close, and James Coburn's going to benefit in some capacity. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Sister Mary Clarence overhears that. So overhears that, and then encourages the other uh, teachers to, you know, let's go out with a bang. 
I guess. And uh, she sort of decides to start a choir with her students mm-hmm. that in the music school students, um, which, you know, they love. They start singing Mary Had a Little Lamb and or the Love Boat theme. Sure. Uh, upon cleaning one day, uh, the 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 uh, the gruesome threesome, <laughs> Kathy and Jimmy and Mary Robert and Mary Lazarus, they all met Lazarus. Um, they all discover that in the seventies, the school won a bunch of singing competitions yeah. and decides to re-enroll the school's choir in these singing competitions. And then the kids go there, go to the school yeah. singing competition for you know, let's. let's skim over some scenes yeah uh lauren hill has some sort of drama with her mom shirley ralph she's got a footloose mom she's got a footloose the john lithgow of this movie yeah um who i interpreted as a very strict capitalist if it doesn't make money there is no reason you should be doing this no extracurricular activities except this isn't extracurricular it's not extracurricular it's part of her class and her mom seems really strict about you know getting good grades so I don't see what the problem is, but there's obviously some sort of problem that the movie leaves for the audience to piece together. <laughs> uh, anyway, they go to the... Do you uh, everything's spelled out for I, you, I do if it's characterizations of people that are acting in seemingly illogical ways. Um, the competition is in Hollywood. Around this time, while they're driving to Hollywood, James Coburn pulls out the Rolling Stone magazine that we see during the credits yeah. of Sister Act 1... Retcon. <laughs> well, not a retcon, because, I mean, it's just actually building on the con. Ret that's con. <laughs> The con isn't being redded. Pro-con. Uh, he, he figures out that, that she is a Las Vegas lounge singer. Mm-hmm. Father Maurice, the, head of the principal of the school, is stunned. And for reasons that, once again, the movie leaves to me to piece together, <laughs> they have to go to Hollywood and stop this competition. Yeah. There's something about, like, James Coburn's character doesn't want the archdiocese superiors that are in the earlier in the movie to find out. How, wh- I don't know why. There's, it's very confusing. I don't know. It's not like he... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there might be a missing scene about, like, exactly what this... That, like, when, where he's just, like, speaking into a mirror and rubbing his hands <laughs> <yeah>. together? <laughs> Finally, my plan is nearing completion. So they for destroying the Roman Catholic Church from the inside. So the B-robed men go to this the choir competition, right? And uh, they try to sort of stop it, but when they find the children, the uh, they're they're the chipettes. Uh, they they kind of are. Father Maurice sees them in their charmed. choir robes, and yeah. he's just like, "Oh my God, you are all a bunch of angels! You look like angels!" Yeah. And then lets them sing, and James Coburn is furious. He even, like, shakes his fist in the air. Yeah. Derek Jeter Sr. Uh, <laughs> and Grumpy Monk and German Monk all conspire. They're like, oh, we'll show you where the Archdiocese members, board members are. And they trick them into a closet where, you know, Archdiocese board members hang out usually. Yeah. And they keep them in there with, how do they secure the door, DJ? Big old hard salami. Which, yes, which certainly which the would Swedish chef has for some be reason. unstoppable in opening a non-locking door. Well, I mean, those things are, it's hard salami. That's true. It's not like a, it's, it's not, not like a Genoa. Sada, it's okay? a, it's, it is a tough salami. Yeah. <sighs> so the kids, the kids win the competition. Yeah. 
Yeah, you yeah, pointed yeah. out that any movie competition with multiple contestants, you have to set it up so that they're good, but not too good. Yeah, it's uh, I w- the I w- other be, contestants. I would be interested to see like what it's like when they're like because you know somebody at some point sang those songs. Whether it was probably wasn't the the choir actors, the choir of actors on the stage, but somebody in the studio was like, okay, I need this to be very good, but also kind of shitty. Can you guys be like stiff, yeah. but still on key? Right. So the other, the other choirs are impressive, but then of course our choir sings and they just rock the house. Bra- they're in their blown 90s. Away. They're yeah. in their loud, colorful 90s gear and they're their flipping pant- around the stage. copious amounts of pants. Yeah, lots of pants going on. Uh, and they They're win. Doc Martens. Yeah. And of course, the uh, powers that be in the archdiocese, uh, the top level civilians, <laughs> are like, the, are you no, kidding the, me? The highest non popes in the church, I assume. Are you kidding me? This is the best choir I've ever, ever seen. Of course, we'll pay to keep this school open. Which, okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. Uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, and Crispy, he doesn't get his early retirement, which seems to me, if you have a person that the movie wants me to think is a villain, like, why don't we get him out of the church? But instead, they send him to another place where I guess he can machinate once again. Yeah. It's like saying, instead of killing Sauron, we're going to move him to Narnia. That's like what they do. Not our problem anymore, Middle Earth. See in hell, Sauron. That's like what they do with those clowns in Congress, right? (laughs) Or actually what the Roman Catholic Church did with child molesting priests. That is actually what happened. Yeah, that's actually a real world implication. Kind of going on still, really. I mean, there's there's reasons to believe that it probably wasn't completely stopped, yeah. So that's Sister Act (laughs) 2, colon, back in the habit. Um, Deej, what things did you, what things stood out to you in the movie? Um, I'll start with some highlights. I uh, I thought feel free to also incorporate lowlights. Yeah, I'll get to if those. you have the time. I'll get if to you those. have the time, uh, which I am timing you. <laughs> Whoopi has some good laugh lines in this. I think she is she has a little bit more on her shoulders in this movie as far as like being the comedic actor. Like she's more of she's funny in the first movie, but more at the beginning, and then she's uh-huh. kind of more of just our. Typical protagonist, and she doesn't. She's more of like just carrying the the exposition, and she has a little bit more. It's a little bit. It's not always good. <laughs> she's a lot of places. She's just doing kind of like a bad Eddie Murphy impersonation, but uh-huh. it's kind of funny. She has some good lines, uh, but I feel like she has a little bit more to do comedically in this movie uh, as it goes on. So that was that was interesting. Did you feel um, like I feel like it a lot of times, and not just her, but a lot of times the movie just sort of. When it didn't have any really funny lines, it just would have people mug to the camera. Some one explicit case mug directly making eye contact with me yes. as a person. Yeah, um, but also just like you know, doing double takes and like when she was like she uh, was put into the music class for the first time. You know, uh, Derek Jeter. I keep calling him Derek Jeter. God damn it, <laughs> Michael Jeter and Mary Lazarus are like, you can do it. Get out there. You have to be tough as nails. And she's like looking at them. And then when she turns her head to the classroom again, she's like snarling in a weird way. I'm like, yeah. is this taking place in the same universe as the first movie? <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of that. Um, I'm, I'm still on highlights, so I'm trying to stay. Oh, sorry. Pick the things that I liked. Uh, 
There's I'm just going to undercut everything you that's said. That's fine. There is some there it's not all good, but there is some good music. The the yeah. uh, the music performances uh, Oh Happy Day and the the last song and uh anything Lauren Hill is involved in, they're all they're all pretty good. She should sing professionally, which one would make her mother very happy because yes. then she would literally be making money mm-hmm. with her singing. Yes. And two, uh the joke is that she did. Yeah. The person Lauren Hill for a while. And then she called it a day. She went to prison for a little while. Did she? Yeah, tax evasion. That's ah, her and Al Capone. IRS will get you. <laughs> Elliot um, Ness arrested them both, surprisingly. Little yeah, known fact yeah. about that. Still around. <laughs> Still around and arresting people for tax evasion. No one looked that up. Um, so, yeah, the, the I think I'm about done with highlights. Uh, the, <laughs> the, so a list of... One and a half things. The monk guys, the berobed men. I don't know what they're not monks. What are they? Are they? Uh, I mean, are they Franc- not monks? Franciscan monks? Are they? Yeah, I mean, I guess. that's still a monk. It's okay, got yeah. it in the title, even. Yeah, they're either Dominican or Franciscan. Yeah, maybe Benedictine. Um, they're they're they as an ensemble have some funny moments. The the uh, Father Grumpy, whatever his name, the Latin teacher. He, he's great. He's, he's funny. Um, he's got some good laugh lines, and then um, especially in the last scene, which completely just. I don't want to say goes off the rails because that implies I didn't like it. The whole last scene at the music competition is like yeah. piped in from a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. And they even play like, he at one point, whenever, whenever he says um, James Coburn's character's name, Mr. Crisp, he will snarl it. So he's Crisp. like, well, Father Maurice and Mr. Crisp are looking for them right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, why are you doing that? <laughs> and, uh, Michael Jeter is uneven, but has some good moments. I thought uh, he was great. He he's like a like a bubbly, very weird character, and some of it's not him as an actor, but he's like sort of like they shot him on a separate day for some <laughs> moments where it's just him in the right. Like the set is right, but mm-hmm. it's like clearly no one else was there, and it's he's very just weird. spinning and around, he's just like saying a line and then like yeah, or it's really bizarre. Um, there's a lot. This is a poorly done movie in general. Like, especially, like, we just saw Sister Act. So, like, they're pretty night and day. And Sister Act wasn't... It's not a perfect movie. Yeah. It wasn't Metropolis or anything. But, like, it was... (laughs) (laughs) That's my example, Although they both have robot women. (laughs) But, I mean, it was... Uh, it was like a a movie. And this is like a straight-to-video kind of vibe to it. Yeah. Uh, it just like just the it was like the Little the Mermaid whole, two or Lion King one and a half yeah. or uh, Land Before Time eight. Um, still making those. Still making. Those. I mean, like, how much land was there before time? It was a while. <laughs> Dinosaurs were here longer than we we have been. Man. Neil deGrasse Tyson, can you fact check this? How many square miles of land before time? I'm looking over there. Were as there? If Neil's going to come in. <laughs> in DGT. He's um, my favorite killjoy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did you like the movie Gravity? Well, let me tell you all the ways it's not real. You I'm didn't. Like, I know, but it's a it's movie. A movie. <laughs> um, there was some really, really, really cringe-worthy moments with like the kids, the Youth of America kids, being like, "That's whack, y'all." But it was like. <sighs> Dope and whack were very used terms in this movie. And it was, and then like the, like, oh, I like rap. Let me rap for you. And it was like, oh, don't. 
Frank A. No. Yeah, I know this was. I know this was 1993, but come on. There was a lot of. I'm surprised no one ever said, my name's Frank A, and I'm here to say, if you yeah. want to be Catholic, Jesus is the only way. They kind of do that, though. <laughs> they do rap a verse of Joyful Joyful yeah. uh, at the end, and it's uh, the best rapper. And Whoopi raps at one point. Yeah. The best rapper in this movie is Lauren Hill, unsurprisingly, <laughs> when she apparently improvs a verse that apparently that wasn't, we learned in the trivia, that that yeah. was not in the script, and she just, you know... Free she free freestyled. Is free, that is that the correct freed style? I believe. <laughs> uh, and that's because she's Lauren Hill and she can rap. Right. And so she did, actually does a really good rap. And then, and then never again because um, she's not the rapper. Frank A is the rapper. No, oh, no, please don't. Yeah. So uh, okay. What about you? What? Um, well, I got a know? little list here. Oh boy, you have copious notes. Here we go. Oh, and he just. Unfurled his note and it's gone out the door. Oh no! My precious notes! <laughs> um, well, that, uh, the setup for the entire Damon movie. Damon is, is settling his bifocals into. <laughs> um, in the first Sister Act movie, I mean, there is an actual Act One that takes place about, it takes about 20 minutes to set up yep. that she is now. At this church, yeah. pretending to be a nun. In this one, it takes about five minutes. Yeah. Most of that being credits and a, like a, a song montage explaining the plot of the first sister act. Yes. Like within minutes, she's back at St. Catherine's with Maggie Smith asking her to be a fake nun and teacher. And then it doesn't explain really in any satisfactory way why she has to pretend to be a nun when she's so famously not a nun in this movie, (laughs) in this universe that the movie sets up. One thing I did notice, this is going to get nitpicky maybe a little bit, but I did notice... What? Uh, Not here, sir. Especially, mostly because we watched the first one so recently. The nuns in this movie... Not a lot of makeup, but they are wearing makeup. Like, there is eyeshadow and, like, lip gloss on Maggie Smith. And I'm like, she's a fucking nun, guys. <laughs> and I would have even accepted it if it was the same in Sister Act 1, but they clearly were, or at least made up to look like they were not making, wearing makeup. Yeah. And this one, they have, I, like, spotted eyeliner on Mary Lazarus. Mm. I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> um, and also, there's a lot of the movie telling me in several instances, there's a movie telling me how people are interpreting events rather than ever showing me why the people would interpret those events. There's that weird scene where Father Maurice pulls Maggie Smith aside and is like, explain to me about Mary Clarence. She's a radical. And the only scene we've seen with him interacting with yeah. her is her at lunch acting fairly normally and... In a classroom where she loses control, and loses control of the classroom, just like everyone else who's run this the the same it music. Seems class. like that scene was supposed to go later. There were two instances of scenes that seemed yeah. like they were in the wrong place. Yeah, which when we are not professional film critics, no, <laughs> we are not. We have not studied film Although in any real way. We could be if you give to Patreon. <laughs> Go on. We would technically be categorized as professional film critics. Um, but there were two scenes where it was like, why is this happening here? And then the next scene, 
would would have seemed yeah yeah it's exactly what was the second one the second one was when she goes into the classroom and she you know is really strict with them and she's like i'm gonna fail all of you if you don't get your shit together yeah and they're like oh this is a school and they all like straighten up their desks (laughs) and act right and like so the only thing that was keeping these students from acting like proper students was rules Right. And then the next scene, she's like, you know what? If we're going to keep this school alive, we've got to, you know, go out with a bang or something like that. And we've got to really take some chances. And I'm like, but you already took chances just five minutes ago. Mm. So you were the one who pointed that out. You were like, there, that scene could have been yeah. <laughs> before the other scene. And, uh, oh, I, one thing <laughs> you noticed was there was a lot of eavesdropping in this movie. <laughs> yes. A lot of people, like, stumbling upon things they weren't supposed to be hearing, which I think, I think everyone would agree is the sign of a really strong script. <laughs> when things are <laughs> happening by coincidence that drive the rest of the movie. That yes. always makes me feel like I'm in really good hands. I can think of, off just, like, the time I had, there's at least three. Mary, Sister Mary Clarence hears the school is closing. Right. She hears the archdiocese civilian meeting she hears uh, uh the nuns also hear that later uh in a different conversation uh, with when uh the father superior whatever his name is father maurice father maurice is yelling at sister mary clarence the other nuns are standing outside the kid the students also yeah. overhear him chewing her out in a later oh, yeah, scene when when they won't go on field trips anymore and, and sister mary roberts overhears lauren hill and, and another girl singing lauren yeah she overhears how beautiful their voices are and then at the end the students overhear that dolores is a lounge yes. singer yeah and then they look at the camera Oof, yes they do i wish there was like a record scratch in fact there <laughs> might have been a record scratch when they look at the camera yeah i mean another thing the movie i mean uh, the whole it, it makes me do the math on why James Co. It's just like, just assume James Coburn is the, a standard villain from a movie like this. Yeah. You, you know that type. He's that guy. And I, I'm like, like, no motivations make any sense for him. He would not benefit except from early retirement, which doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Why he would need the school to close or why he would champion the school closing. And I guess... The first half would make a little more sense like if he's like, well, we've done all we can, the school is closing. But the movie treats that like that was the ultimate betrayal. Yeah. Even though in the first half of the movie, he doesn't seem that committed to it. He just seems like someone who's acquiescing to the fact that the school needs to close. But then it sort of goes whole hog in the last half of the movie where he's actively fighting to stop the school from remaining open. He's not a very well-rounded villain doesn't make any motivations don't really and then of course cheryl lee ralph her fighting lauren hill um against participating in a school activity when and it also tries to portray her as a villain and she does a lot of things that doesn't don't make any sense um we're supposed to be against her it seems like the movie wants us to be against her even though she seems to be a really active mother who's very into making sure her daughter does her homework yeah yeah which seems fine i feel like they could have made up something that would have made a little bit more sense like yeah like i don't know what i'm not a screenwriter but like you know give me one scene where it's like uh you know, like the choir. You know, I didn't finish school, and that's why I right. I try. I liked yeah. singing when I was a kid, and it got me nowhere. And look at me now, exactly. or something like yeah. that. Just one line, like I will give 
feel good movies so much leeway yeah. if you just do the barest minimum of like coming like trying to meet me in the middle and yeah. they were like nah no. you do it she's a bitch <laughs> next question uh the other thing i think in general the movie keeps trying to tell me how dangerous this neighborhood is, but never shows me how dangerous this neighborhood is. All I see is that Lauren Hill and her school friends, which includes Tyler, the nerdy kid who just wants to go to school every day, um, hanging out on a street corner, talking about school. (laughs) When Shirley Ralph yells out, Hey, Rita, professional rapper lauren hill come up here and do your homework and then she says i've gotta go my mom's calling me to go do my homework and then sketch who has an after-school job is like oh my boss is calling i gotta go back to work i'm like so this is the bad neighborhood and the bad kids seem like active members of their community involving a diverse network of students making sure their homework gets done and listening to their mothers. It was just like, this is the bad neighborhood? And, I mean, there's several lines where Lauren Hill's like, I mean, no one gets anywhere in this neighborhood. And that's, again, could have gone to Shirley Ralph's motivation, but the movie never Ralph's. Thank you for pluralizing If you have multiple Cheryl's Lee Ralph, you have Cheryl Lee Ralph's. Um, so it's just like, just give me the barest minimum. Show me like, I don't know, like a homeless guy sleeping. I don't know. Someone with a needle in their arm. Anything. Someone get mugged, please. Even in the first sister act, they like show the neighborhood, like homeless guys sleeping in the streets, you know, bars across the street that have fights that break out. There's a porno theater across the street. Yeah. Not that I'm being sex negative. Porno is fine and can be a normal part of a healthy sexual relationship. But it would be on the list of things that... Right. Like, give me something. Yeah. And this movie doesn't seem... It seems like a really nice corner of San Francisco to me. Um, Even nice areas of San Francisco have uh, homeless homeless guys. (laughs) Uh, Let me see what else we got here. Oh, uh, the one thing I will say, this, like Ghostbusters 2, Pitch Perfect 2, and Halloween 2 were the three examples I came up with. This one suffers from the sequel plague, which is in order to set up the plot for the sequel, you have to sort of undercut the happy ending of the original. So in this mm-hmm. one, in the first one, St. Catherine, uh, Whoopi Goldberg inspires St. Catherine's Cathedral to go out into their community and get involved. Right. And in this one, we find St. Catherine's is in over their head, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to close this school because we got involved. Right. So it, it's like, well, I guess that wasn't such a happy ending after all. Yeah. Michael Myers is still alive. The Pitch Perfect girls, you know, started coasting after they won nationals last year. And the Ghostbusters were sued by every county and law firm in New York after blowing the top off of a high-rise Maybe there and covering is no- the Upper West Side in marshmallow <laughs> fluff. Maybe there is no such thing as a happy ending, Damon. Wow. You're right. I uh, guess God <laughs> is dead. Uh, <laughs> but those were some of the... I think the biggest qualm of this movie is that it seems to realize like that it's a cash-in. So it's yeah. just like does the you know the barest legwork it can, and it's just like you know you've seen this type of movie, 
Yeah. These are dangerous kids. I'm like, they don't seem that dangerous. They seem, once someone comes in and says, hey, why don't you go to class sometimes? They're like, yeah, you're right. That seems fine. You know what, sir? That is dope. And, (laughs) And not as whack as I originally believed. Thank you for opening my eyes. Sketch. What do you think? Are you ready for the verdict? Yeah, this is not a good movie. Your inner child is an idiot. Your inner child is an idiot. <laughs> I the the music get the soundtrack. Skip yes, the movie. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I think the music uh, is redeemable. There, there are really good musical moments, and they are equal to and at points better than the original. I mean, in in that you know you can compare moment to moment, but movie is kind of garbage. It's kind of bad. Yeah, um, and especially if you watch the first one. Right in succession, the tonal shift. I will say, did I already say this? I might have already said this. If the last, if the whole movie had just gone as balls in crazy as the whole last act at the singing competition, I'd have been like, you know what? It would have been like a Gremlins 2 situation. Just like, fuck it. We're going crazy. Just a bunch of monks running around locking James Coburn in closets. Sure. Now you're saying word and then Gremlin, but it's in the movie. Kim Peel sketch. They're great. Very good. They're great. Um, uh, what do you think, everybody? You can email us at your inner child is an idiot at gmail.com. Uh, please head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash your inner child is an idiot. Uh, want to thank our patrons, Ghost in the Burbs, Amy Parman, Joshua Nicholson, and Jonathan Day. You guys are awesome, as are our other patrons. Thank you so much. I concur. Um, I am also full of some awe at Yes. You. You guys are so awesome. Gross. You are, you you are, are dope. And not You're whack. not at all whack. Yes. Agreed. Um, you can also find us, uh, you're in a child is an idiot.com. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, blah, 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 you blah. Check out, check out Damon's things. comic, Drewford, comics.com. He's back in action. Drewford's back. Drewford's back. Uh, back again. Don't reference Emmett. No, please do. Get back. back. Go ahead. You know what? In fact, tell a friend. Uh, and that makes me think. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy day. When Trueford came back. <laughs> it was February uh, 1st. So February 1st. <laughs> oh, we're not still doing it. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. Oh, happy day. Oh, happy. I did um, keep singing in my head. Been spending most our lives living in a Catholic paradise. (laughs) 